Welcome to the L&D Career Club podcast, where purpose-driven people come to start and grow the L&D career of their dreams. I'm Sarah Canistra, an L&D career, business, and executive coach, and I'm here to take you on a weekly journey to create a seamless, energizing, and engaging L&D career blueprint so you can live a life of fulfillment, inspiration, and freedom. If you're here to find your first L&D role, move up the L&D ladder, or land that high-level L&D role you've been dreaming of, welcome to the club. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the L&D Career Club podcast. I am so happy you're here. I cannot believe it is November already. Uh, This year, personally, professionally, has flown by. Uh, It has for sure had its challenges. It has for sure had its wins. And there's so much to look forward to next year. So we still have some really fun things coming up. This year, uh, inside the l Career Club, we are doing our co-working Wednesdays every Wednesday. We have our Mentorship Mondays still going strong. We are, and I mentioned this last week in last week's episode, we are going to be kicking off the last ever Nail Your l Niche Live. Uh, we're going to do five live sessions, five workshopping sessions too. So they're not just Q&As. Uh, they are going to be live workshop sessions. So at the end of the two weeks, you are going to walk away with a crystal clear l niche uh, a niche statement. You'll be able to explain what it is you want to do, how you want to do it, for who you want to do it for, and have the blueprint to go out there and start to find and land your next l role. So Right now, that is on pre-pre-pre-sale. We've not really even advertised it that much. So it is on pre-sale for $333 for the two full weeks. Uh, Again, it's going to be five sessions with me over the course of two weeks. They will be recorded as well, and you'll have lifetime access to them also. So if you're like, hey, that's a a lot in a short period of time, uh, it definitely is. But it's also a really great way to make sure that you are staying on track and knowing what it is you're actually looking for, right? As we're going into... Uh, what's soon to be a new year, a new career, a new job, whatever it may be, having that North Star as your directional signal as we go into this new period of time, whatever that looks like for you, is going to be the most important thing that you have. So uh, we are going to be diving deep. I'm so excited. This, like I said, is going to be the last time um, for the foreseeable future we'll be offering uh, this or any longer term program live. So going forward, starting in January, all live programming will be inside of the L&D Career Club. We'll be doing some you know, four to six week long programs every single quarter inside of the L&D Career Club. Uh, we might have some you know, master classes and things like that that'll be outside uh, and available to everyone, but we are really focusing on creating some really intentional deep programming for the L&D Career Club in 2024. I cannot believe we're talking about 2024. Uh, and we've extended that membership to be a whole year now. So the focus going forward in LED Career Club is not just to, to support you in that next move and get you that that dream job, but also now what happens once you've landed it? Do you have that support? Do you have those people? Do you have mentors that you can go to? Really creating this holistic holistic experience for you to not only have support while you're looking for your job, but after you land your job. So right now we've moved the membership from six months to a year. It is still at the six month price. Um, I'm probably 
I'll probably update it at some point in the next like couple weeks. Y'all, y'all know, kind of march to the beat of my own drum sometime with those things. Um, but yeah, you have a couple weeks. If you are looking to join the LD Career Club and be in it for a full year at the six month price, now is the time to do it. Um, okay, let's dive into today's episode. So, right now, I'm actually in the tail end of about like a week, uh, about a weekish left uh, in the LD Career Mindset Magic Program. So, this is a live program. Um, I've been running it now for the last three weeks. We have about a week and a half left of it. And a couple months ago now, or yeah, probably two-ish months ago, I did a podcast episode on the ABCDs of L&D career transitioning. And part of that D, that last D is development. And there's the personal and the professional. And I thought it was really important before we wrapped up the end of the year to make sure that we're touching on that personal development side of things, most specifically our mindset. So I want to share a couple of high-level things. We've been diving really, really, really deep into all of these uh, and, and having practices around all of these inside of the LD Career Club and inside of this program. Uh, but I wanted to come on here and just share a couple high-level high-level things that I want you to think about as you think about your mindset. And, you know, I'll see people who have an incredible strategy, who have, you know, a really wonderful resume, who have an incredible network, who have built this incredible community, have a great LinkedIn, right? Have all the things they're supposed to have, but have a terrible mindset uh, or a mindset that feels really, really limiting. And that is the make or break for so many people in a career transition and so many people in life, right? So it's remembering too that we have, our, our mind controls us as much as we control it. So we, ha- we have some power there. And today I really wanna talk about the mindset magic, Melanie Career Mindset Magic model that I've created that I'm teaching inside of this program. Um, even it's too late to join it live, but if you do join the LD Career Club, you get access to the content in this too. So if you're like, oh, mindset, something I need to work on, come and join us inside the LD Career Club. It's what we focus on a lot. Uh, but I want to walk through the LD Career Mindset Magic Model. And it's a four a four-part process, but what's interesting is it's not, I guess it's not really a process. It's it I'm, I'm I have actually the, the visual in front of me right now. And it's more of a it's more of a diagram, uh, more of a Venn diagram, right? Where we're looking at these four different parts of of what can really help to to create a, a safe mindset for ourselves and to really live in that in that growth mindset perspective that helps to move us forward, whether it's just one percent uh, moving forward day after day. And you know the intersection of all of these really allows for us to to have that growth mindset and to to work with it, right? It's a constant work in progress. And what's interesting is that I'm going to go through them in in a particular order today, but just know you don't have to go through each of these in their particular order to have a a better mindset around your career transition or your career in general or life in general. There might be a a particular area that I talk about today that you're like, ooh, yeah, that one's for me. So as I go through, while I am going in a particular order, while I am going into an order that does somewhat build on each other, uh, some of these things you might already have down. So don't feel that you have to start in a particular place to, to work on creating a mindset that really helps to support you um, instead of uh, freezing you in place. So what I want to start with, um, so it's the four R's, just so you know, you all know I'm, I, I like to create some systems here. Um, so we have recommit, reprioritize, rewire, and reconnect. 
And these, these go, again, they're, they're very cyclical. So the first one is recommit. And recommitting to yourself, first and foremost, and also recommitting to your goals and your intentions. And one of the things, I, I led a live session on this, one of the things that are really important to remember is leading with our intentions. And I think a lot of people think, I need to set my goals and then I can backwards engineer into, into some intentions. And an intention, it's more than just wishful thinking, right? So I think a lot of times people think too, like an intention is like, I am a millionaire. Uh, and it's like, you keep going on your day and you're like hoping that one day, you know, a pile of money just falls from the sky. But one of the things that's important to remember about an intention, it's more than just that wishful thinking. It's willful direction. So it allows you to have that specific direction. And when we think about setting goals and setting intentions, it's important to, to remember there's a differentiation between the two. Goals and goals really, the difference is, is that between goals and, and intentions is the time frame they work their magic, right? So intentions are really meant to work their magic on the present moment, while goals work their magic in the future. And we think about setting intentions, right? We want to think about our intentions being aligned. We want them to be specific. We want them to be present, right? As if the outcome already exists. We want them to be positive, right? Heartfelt and from that place of connection. So a career intention could be, I maintain a work-life balance, or I use my creative skills and talents, or I work with like-minded people where I feel supported. So really thinking about our intentions as a way to start to work our magic for that present moment. Now, when we think about the goal side of things, we can actually think about our goals in terms of how we bring our intentions to life. So for example, if one of your intentions, your career intentions, is to maintain a work-life balance, a goal that you can set for that is scheduling one to two me time activities each week, right? If you want to use your creative skills and talents, your goal will then be find work that allows you to be creative and rewards you for your talents by X, Y, and Z. If you, if your intention is I work with like-minded people where I feel supported, your goal could be being supportive to coworkers and creating strategies where everyone feels supported, right? So those intentions are what you can start to embody right now. The goals really back up into the intentions. And what happens is most people start off with goals, right? I want to land a new job in 90 days or, you know, I want a job doing X, Y, and Z. And that's great, but that for the most part, is out of your control, right? Like we think we think about like our goals, well, are those goals or are they aspirations? Because goals are things that are, for the most part, in our control. So I really want you to focus on when you recommit to yourself as this part of your mindset practice, when you think about what it is you want for the future, start with setting those intentions and really think about what, how do you, how can I start to embody them now? And what are some goals that I can set within my control, within my control that allow me to bring those intentions to life as quickly as possible? So I really want you to think about that as you're thinking about setting, setting goals and recommitting to yourself, really focus on the intentions first and then how do we backwards engineer into some goals? All right, so that's really the, the first part of, of the recommitting process when we think about that. The other part too, when, when it comes to recommitting, and this kind of brings us, it, it'll help 
guide us into the reprioritize is creating safe spaces for yourself. And what I mean by safe spaces is really understanding what physical, psychological, digital space do you need to create for yourself in order to set your mindset mindset magic foundation, right? Because if we are in a very chaotic space, if we are searching for jobs, you know, I have a client who's going through this program. I'm just obsessed with her. Um, as soon as I tell the story, she'll know who she is. Um, but I mean, I'm obsessed with all my clients. They're all amazing, uh, to be honest. But, um, you know, she was talking about the space that she was job searching in is also the space, the exact same way that that she had it when she was working for a really, really, really toxic company and had a terrible experience, right? So it's like every time she's sitting down in this space, whether consciously or subconsciously, she's being reminded of those really, really negative, a lot of times probably subconsciously, those negative experiences that she had, right? Or that that muscle memory of sitting down and like, ugh, like I sat here when I had that really unfortunate conversation or I sat here when I you know got that feedback that I didn't agree with or I sat here when I got you know yelled at whatever it may be right so I want you to also think about what are the spaces you're creating for yourself and now not everyone has the luxury to to, you know have a home office or you know to go out of the house often whatever it may be but I want you to really consider the physical space that you're in uh, and the space that you're doing a lot of your career development work and your career transition work uh Are you at a really messy table that just has a bunch of crap on it that's not serving you? Um, I know for me, I had a dying plant sitting on my desk for a while. And finally, I'm going through this Mindset Magic program alongside my clients right now. Um, And I got rid of it. I also had books that were sitting on this bookshelf of mine that just like did not serve me anymore. They're books I didn't care about. They're books that just aren't aligned with me anymore. Yet, like every time I came in, I'm like, ugh, like this bookshelf, right? It's not giving me any type of inspiration. Uh, And so I spent a whole day deep cleaning my office. I got rid of a full trash bag full of trash and stuff. Um, I donated a bunch of books that just, again, no longer serve me whatsoever. I brought out my books that do excite me. um, And I plan on making a little of a reading quarter in my office too. But you know, I really spent this time, um, I hung up a mirror that I had in my garage that I've been, you know, just keeping it there for quite some time. Um, so I think it's just really important to remember that, you know, the space that you're creating for yourself is really important. And maybe that's, you know, when you sit down and do some job transition stuff that you're lighting your favorite candle, right? So it doesn't have to be this, you know, overhaul of, you know, I'm building an office in my backyard right now, but it could be that I'm cleaning up the space that I'm in. I'm tossing away these papers that just are no longer of use to me that I'm holding on to. I'm lighting a candle. I, you know, have a, you know, a set of books that make me excited. I'm putting up a picture of my family or something that inspires me, right? Uh, Those things are really, really important as we think about creating these safe spaces. Now, same thing with your with your digital space, right? Making sure that your digital space uh, is decluttered. And I think when we think about our digital spaces, you know, uh, there's an author, his name is Cal Newport, and I, I wrote this down because I didn't want to butcher it. He's the author of Digital Minimalism. And he said, this is why digital clutter is dangerous. It's easy to be seduced by the small amounts of profit offered by the latest app or service, but then forget in its cost in terms of the most important resource we possess, the minutes of our life. 
I read that and I got chills because I'm so guilty of being like, oh my gosh, let me download this ebook. Let me, uh, oh, what a cool app. Let me try this. And thank the heavens I have Molly Shapiro on my team who's just like, why don't we hold off on new systems, new apps and all of that? Because it really is. It's digital clutter and it, it's keeping us from actually reaching reaching our goals. And digital is great, right? All these digital spaces that we create, they allow us to connect with people and to grow and develop and to, you know, enjoy life, right? Listen to music, you know, watch videos. But the flip side of all of that, it's this digital abundance, right? That allows us to feel it makes us sometimes feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and burned out from it all. So it's really, really important to think back to those intentions, back to that goals, and really ask yourself, you know, for both of these things, you know, in what areas of my digital space, in what areas of my physical space can I change, can I cleanse, can I clean, can I declutter so that I can embody my intentions, right? So if for you, you want a work-life balance, well, what does that, what does that actually look like for you in terms of the space that you're in? How does the space that you're in allow you and allows you to embody that a little bit more, right? If you're spending so much of your time just like trying to sift through papers and documents and like a junk drawer that you have that, you know, every time you try to start your career transition, you're going through that. Well, that's not really giving you that sense of balance, right? So I want you to really think what areas of your digital space, your physical space, can you start to change, cleanse, declutter that helps you to embody those intentions more, so keeping that in mind, it allows us to now move to the next part of our mindset mindset here, which is building sustainable habits. So this really falls in our in our category of reprioritize and reprioritizing really our lives. <laughs> and I know that sounds like a, a tall order here, but that comes with building sustainable habits and also hobbies. So one thing to think about as we move into this reprioritize part is thinking about how we build our habits and how our habits really affect who we become. And our habits help to provide us with structure and daily routine to our lives, and they allow us to bring our intentions to life. So that's what our habits are going to do. I also think it's really important for your mindset to have hobbies, right? Hobbies allow us that creative outlets, relaxation, reducing stress, enhancing overall well-being, right? Giving us a place outside of our career development to actually focus. And I'll be honest with y'all, I have not had hobbies for the last couple of years. Um, I used to paint, which I have every intention now of picking back up uh, in the holiday season. I have to get some projects done first, I'll be honest with you. Um, but um, I brought out my easel and I got, I have everything ready to go. But I just started, I've talked about this in a couple of podcasts, I just started reading as a hobby. I have not read for fun in years, like years and years and years. I've spent the majority of the last probably three, four years reading business books, marketing books, L&D books, uh, how to heal your generational trauma books, right? All of these things that have not allowed me to disconnect, to relax, to you know, forget about the work, right? Instead, my hobby of reading those books just immersed me more and more into the work that I was doing. And I'll say that ever since I picked up reading as a hobby and I read fantasy romance novels, nothing else, um, but what it allows me to do now is have this creative outlet and I've been so much more productive and creative and honestly, like chill um, and happier 
in the work that I'm doing because I have this other outlet for me to put my time and my energy into. Even though there are things on my to-do list. I have a very long to-do list in front of me right now, but I'm going to read later, even though I'm not gonna finish everything on my to-do list. So having those habits that support our routine and our daily lives and bring our intentions to life, we wanna make sure you're building those and at the same time, building in those habits as well. So I really want you to think about, again, going back to those intentions, going back to those goals that you have, And asking yourself, you know, the me who embodies my intentions has what habits and hobbies to support them? And I really want you to think about that question, right? If I'm someone who has a, you know, a work-life balance or I'm someone who supports other people, if I'm someone who, you know, whatever it may be, if that's your intention, well, what habits and hobbies does that person have? to in order in order to make those come to life and support them right so really really thinking about that right if you're if you're you know thinking about um you know, a habit that might be really supportive in your career transition. It might be not checking your email all day to see if you heard back from a recruiter, right? Or maybe a habit for you is that you are making breakfast for yourself every morning, right? Someone who has a work-life balance, that's what they do. They make breakfast for themselves every morning. And so thinking about those habits, thinking about those hobbies that can support you, then you start to be able to think about the systems and the structures that come into place, right? Well, if if I'm the person who has a work-life balance, who is drinking a, a protein smoothie or making myself breakfast every morning. You know, what does that look like for me? Well, that looks like having the food in the house. Maybe I have oatmeal in the house or I've, you know, prepped some overnight oats or I have stuff to, you know, uh, make smoothies with, right? I have mangoes and bananas and protein powder, right? These these things are available for me. So thinking about that too, I want you to, you know, as we go into this 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 side of reprioritizing what habits, what hobbies are going to support you as you bring those intentions to life? And what systems and structures are you putting in place to make sure that those can become a reality for you? So really important to keep that in mind. And then we move on to the rewire, which is really thinking about our, our root source thoughts that we have and being able to, to understand that there are are deeper complex layers to who we are as a human and what comes up for us in terms of rewiring our root source thoughts. And so this is something that we have talked about last week actually in our mindset magic modules that drops is how we start to rewire them, rewire these thoughts that that come up for us. And there's a there's a, a really famous quote by Lao Tzu, which says, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. And so it's really important to remember that your thoughts, you know, if you think them over and over and over and over again, and you start to assign truth to them, right? So the more that we're thinking these thoughts over and over again, the more that we start to assign truth to them, the more that they actually become core beliefs, right? They become core beliefs as to who we are. And what happens is, is these beliefs start to create this lens inside of our brains in which we interpret the events of our the world around us. And this lens is also a filter, right? So we're able to filter and sift through the environment that we're in, and we're looking for evidence that matches up with what we truly believe to be true. And so I want you to think about thoughts that you've currently have, maybe thoughts that are on repeat inside of your brain that you've assigned meaning to. 
And what happens is, is the way that our, our thoughts impact our reality is this way, right? Like we have this thought and we assign meaning to this thought. Maybe that thought is I'm never going to land a new job. Well, the more that we think that, the more that we start to have feelings around that. Maybe we feel hopeless. Maybe we feel depressed. Maybe we feel lethargic. Well, when we're feeling that way, that that actually inspires us, not necessarily in a good way, right, to take action or maybe lack of action, right? So our feelings influence our actions and our reactions. So maybe for you, that looks like procrastination or isolation or applying to every job out of desperation. So lots of Asians there. And what's the results of that, right? Getting rejections most likely from jobs you didn't even want. So you're that, that, that applying desperately, throwing throwing spaghetti at the wall. Um, maybe you're you've procrastinated, so you're just spraying and praying twenty of them out in one day, and you're getting tons of rejections, and you're getting them all at once. And so it's going to perpetuate that thought, right, that you're never going to land a new job, and then it's going to perpetuate those feelings of being hopeless and depressed, and it's going to perpetuate the procrastination, the isolation, the desperation. It's going to then per, it's going to perpetuate the getting rejections, and you're going to be stuck in that cycle. So I want you to start to consider a flipped approach to this and really starting with results first. And when we go back to our intentions and go back to our goals and we think about what is someone who has these results already, right? Someone who maintains a work-life balance, someone who uses their creative skills, someone who works with like-minded people, right? Like starting with the results in mind. And so if we think, you know, okay, the result here is to maintain a work-life balance, Well, let's actually now work backwards. Let's go to actions. Well, what are some actions someone who maintains a work-life balance, what do they do? do? Well, an example could be saying no, no to things that don't serve me or taking 30 minutes of me time daily, okay? Those are all things that you can start to do immediately, right? Those are actions you can take right now. Well, when you take those actions, when you say no to things that don't serve you, when you have 30 minutes of me time, how might you feel? What are some of those feelings? Maybe peaceful, maybe energized, maybe recharged. And when you have those feelings, what are some thoughts that you can have? Well, maybe the thought is it's possible to find a work-life balance. Here I am already doing it. And it starts to perpetuate those results. So I really want you to think about the idea of you know, thoughts, how they impact our feelings, how they impact our actions, how they impact our results, and how they continue to impact our thoughts. And what I want you to do is reverse that. So really think about some of those feelings that are coming up for you and then be able to 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 backwards engineer and say, well, what is the results I'm looking for here from an intentions perspective? What are actions I can take to start to make that a reality? Or what is someone who has that work-life balance? What are actions that they're actively doing on a day in and day out basis? And how is that making that future me feel? And what does my future me think? And we start to rewire our brain in that way that allows us to start to change that cognitive lens. Right. So it's not something that happens necessarily overnight where all of a sudden, poof, now I believe. Right. It's going to take some time, but you start to shift that lens. And every time you work through this and you actually think through this, right, you're shifting it maybe half a percentage and then half a percentage and half a percentage. And eventually, right, as you keep doing this work, you'll start to notice that you actually are seeing proof of what it looks like to maintain a work-life balance. You are seeing proof of what it looks like to be supported and have a supportive team. You are seeing proof of what it looks like to use your creative skills and talents. So it allows you really to rewire your brain. It takes time, but it does allow you to do that. All right, so the last part is 
reconnect and reconnecting with ourselves. And a big part of that is finding what's called your board of directors. And your board of directors are your are your people, right? They're your crew. These are people who are maybe your cheerleaders, a mentor, just a support system, oh, someone who listens to you, right? That does not, maybe they're not someone who's going to give you advice, but they're such a great listener. Maybe it's someone who you go to for advice, right? So really thinking about who are the people that you're going to and surrounding yourself with who will lift you up and who care about you and who really want to see the best in you. Um, I was just talking to a one-on-one client this morning and she was telling me about a previous, I'm going to say quote unquote mentor um, or mentors that she had that just gave her too much, like so much tough, quote unquote, tough love. And in the name of, oh, well, when you got into like the corporate world, there's a lot of, a lot of tough love and really tough feedback. And I I found that so interesting because that wasn't what was serving her. And the reality is too, is yeah, you're going to get feedback and, and maybe some of it is, is tough, but it doesn't have to be, it's not necessarily mean, right? Just because you're in the corporate world doesn't mean you get mean feedback. Um, we all get feedback just all the time. Um, but you know, I really thought about how how damaging in a sense that was to just constantly get this tough love um, when that's not what she needed from her board of directors, right? Mm-hmm. So I really want you to spend time thinking, maybe you do, right? So this is just, that's individual to that person. You might be someone who needs a, a, a kick in the butt every once in a while or an accountability partner. Um, Molly Shapiro, who is our uh, our, our in-house our in-house everything at the LND Career Club, but our business and community manager and also our accountability coach, uh, that's something she she helps people with, right? Is how, like, in, in a kind way, how can we make sure that you're reaching your goals? So she's a great person to have on your on your board of directors. Um, I'll put her her LinkedIn in the, in the show notes as well so you can connect with Molly. But finding people who care about you and creating this board of directors where you know for for different things that you might need like you might need one day to be uh, just someone who could be your cheerleader right who you can go to maybe you're feeling down maybe your mindset's not where it's at you need to go to someone and be like hey tell me I'm great <laughs> tell me I'm awesome tell me everything's gonna be okay um, and having that person you know maybe one day you need uh you need a mentor you need advice so you know that you can go to that person maybe one day you just want to vent right and you need you, you have that person on your, on your board who's your who's your listener the person who just listens and listens without judgment right so thinking about that and and then the next part of that reconnecting is reconnecting with yourself right and having that sense of self love and identifying what that looks like for you to show yourself love, right? Maybe that's more mindfulness. Maybe that is understanding what your needs are versus your wants. Maybe that is self-care, right? What does self-care look like for you? I think as a society, we get like self-care is, we perpetuate this idea that like self-care is like going to a salon and getting a massage and getting your nails done and like, you know, spending $500, you know, going out. And that's not, you know, feasible for many, many, many people. And that's not also necessarily self-care for everyone, right? Self-care can be that you are closing your eyes for 10 minutes every single day, giving yourself that space. Self-care can be curling up and reading a book and allowing yourself to get lost in it. That's been my self-care recently. Self-care can be sleeping in. Self-care can be going out to dinner with your friends, right? So I want you to also think that around self-care and, and re, re, we need to, to reinvent what that actually looks like. Um, also from a self-love, are you setting boundaries? That's a huge part of self-love. Are you protecting your well-being? Are you forgiving yourself, right? Are you, are, are you going through, you know, 
if there's something that you're going through right now, have, have you forgiven yourself for that as well? And are you living intentionally, right? Are you acting with intention? And those are just some ways that you can think about self-love. But I really encourage you, you know, as you go through this process of, of your mindset shift in terms of your career transition, you know, it's one thing to set goals and another thing is to build habits and other things to rewire your brain. But if you're not showing yourself love in doing all of this, eventually it's going to catch up to you, right? So it's about this holistic approach. We recommit to ourselves. We reprioritize ourselves. We, 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 we rewire ourselves and we reconnect to ourselves. And we keep that in, in this holistic way. And again, sometimes we have to jump jump in between them. Right? We might say, hey, I'm in a moment right now in my life where I need to reprioritize. I need to build some habits. I need to build some systems and structures. You might be listening to this right now and think, wow, I have not reconnected with myself. I have not been showing myself any love and I'm going to start there. Or, wow, I've had a lot of these intrusive thoughts coming in. I need to start with rewiring. Right? Or, you know what? I don't really know what my intentions are. I'm going to start with recommit. So just know that there's no wrong way to, to tackle this. But when we are operating and, and spending time in each of these every single day, right? Checking in with our goals, creating safe spaces, building in our habits and structures, identifying when we're having some of those re- root source thoughts, connecting with people who we care about and who care about us, practicing self-love, checking in with ourselves on our self-love and our intentions, right? We start to form a big, big shift in our mindset. And the more that we can practice this, I promise you, the more success that you will see. Because like I mentioned before, you're going to start to see things through a new lens. And you're going to start to also have a, a new idea and a new definition of what success can look like for you. It's going to open up your mind, your heart, your soul, your body to different experiences that you may have been closing yourself off to because your mindset wasn't set to actually look for them and seek them out. So I want you to take some time this week, focus on your mindset. Again, if you want to dive deeper, um, we have a whole curriculum around this right now inside of the LND Career Club. So if you are interested in diving deeper into the Mindset Magic program, you are welcome to come join us inside of the LD Career Club. Like I mentioned before, uh, you get one year access, which is so exciting, uh, at the six month price right now. So let me know. I'll drop that in the show notes for you all. But I am wishing you the best of luck on your mindset journey, and I will see you all back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the LD Career Club podcast. If today's episode sparked anything inside you, I would love to hear about it. Feel free to share your ahas and takeaways by sending me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or by leaving a podcast review. And if you want more support on your L&D career journey, I invite you to join us inside the L&D Career Club membership, where we are redefining what it looks like to grow in your L&D career. Visit theovernighttrainer.com slash programs for more information and to activate your membership. See y'all back here next week.